Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Link, a weekly podcast to help you uncover hidden things that steal your health. Thanks for joining us today. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Today, it is my distinct honor and privilege to welcome a friend, a mentor, a teacher, an inspirational icon, I call him, Bob Harrison. Thank you, Dr. Increase, for being here with us today. Oh, Mark, this is so great to uh, be, on, be on your program because you've been on our program several times and uh, it's nice to reverse it. I'm looking forward to our time together. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, uh, and folks, I want you to really tune in and listen intently, prepare to take some notes because the wisdom he shared is based upon years and years of experience. Tap into those people who have these special gifts as much as you can and lean into those people that have these things because you become like the five people you hang out with the most. And that's the, that's straight from uh, Mark and Michelle to you, um, dear people. And so let's dive in. I can't wait because uh, you've got so much to share. You know, what drove you to become this, um, all that, that greet, greeting I gave you? you, you are a nationally known speaker. What prompted that evolution, if you will? It, it came as a result of a miracle turnaround we did at a Chrysler dealership in Southern California. Uh, when I was going to university, I got a part-time job working at an automobile leasing company and uh, then became manager of that company. And uh, as a result of our success, uh, one day I was uh, just took a customer's car in to get service at a nearby Chrysler store. And the owner of the dealership was out there in the service drive. And I just asked him how business was. And he just unloaded on me. He said, business has been horrible. Our store has lost money. Every month has been open. Uh, uh, the good salespeople have left. We have over 100 of last year's new car models still in stock. And then he says, in fact, this morning I phoned Chrysler to tell him I'm closing the store. And I said, well, uh, he said, how's your business? And I said, I said, we just had a record-breaking month. He said, come in the office. And 15 minutes later, he offered to give me 22% ownership of that Chrysler store if I would leave my leasing company to try and save his business. Now, you know, mind you, it's, it's, uh, I'm just taking over a losing operation that he's decided it's going to close. But if I have a different strategy, if I have a different mindset, maybe I can do something he couldn't do. And um, so make a long story short, after prayer, I believe that God gave us some strategies. We applied those strategies and we not only saved the dealership, uh, but in the worst time of Chrysler history up to that point, uh, we were able to increase sales 300%. The dealership skyrocketed the top 10 in Southern California for Chrysler stores. And the following month, I bought the dealership from him. Wow. 300% growth. Yeah. In, 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 during the gas crisis, the gas with gas lines several football fields long. I mean, you, you had to be innovative and you had to insulate yourself from a lot of outside environment or it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and then, then to be able to buy the store. Once we did the turnaround, he was still in fear, but I now knew what I could do. So I put together a package and, and bought the store from him. And that's what launched us into the speaking arena. Uh, Chrysler yeah. groups and dealer groups began to book me to speak. And over a period of time, I realized that was really what I wanted to do with my life. So uh, in the middle of the biggest month we had in history up to that point, we made a decision to sell the store and to launch into uh, sharing these principles with people around the world. And that's been over 30 years ago now and uh, uh, millions of miles. And it's just been a great journey. 30 years you've been doing this. And, and if you 
If you don't know, and if you haven't heard Bob Harrison speak before, the wisdom oozes out like an overflowing oil tank, you know, if you will. Now, Bob, when you talk about this, um, this journey of 30 years, obviously, you know, you had to have some thinking regarding health, longevity, vitality. Can you kind of talk about how that fits within your journey and how important that is for you? Well, I, I didn't have it when I had the dealership. Uh, I was just giving it everything I had. And uh, I discovered that you can be out of balance for a season uh, and get away with it. But if you get out of balance for more than a season, there's going to start to be a price that you pay. Uh, it's based upon the biblical principle, which you sow is what you're going to reap. Mm-hmm. And and I was really out of balance uh, uh, physically. You know, I, I was taking bottles of Excedrin a month and you know, dealing with headaches, and I wasn't eating correctly. I wasn't getting rest. A, a very stressful environment. Uh, it was it was affecting my uh, uh, my wife. She one time we were out eating pizza. She had to go to the emergency room uh, just because of heart of rapid heartbeats and stuff. And um, I went to a seminar, and this guy was talking about how we met this doctor who was Jack Lalane's doctor. And wow. uh, you remember you remember Jack Lalane, you know. Fitness guru, lived till at 96. I think if he swam from Alcatraz to uh, Fisherman's Wharf uh, with handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but anyway, and so I went to see him because I was having these stress-related symptoms. And that's when I first got the awareness of the importance of diet, nutrition, health, stress, and emotions with health. And began to see that, you know, my I didn't want to have short-term success, but I was interested in longevity. I was interested in, in endurance, you know. In the jungle, you know, it's not the fastest one that survives. It's the one that endures that survives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my whole thinking began to change. And I began to say, man, man you know, this is all good, but it's not good long-term. I'm going to burn out. And so... I, that, that was really the beginning of the change of my journey. And since that time, I've been very defensive oriented, very nutritionally oriented. Uh, I try to find any ways I can to eliminate stress out of my life. Uh, I, I'm not just shooting for long life. I'm shooting for maximized living and health and a vibrant life. Um, you know, I don't believe I have to go on a slow downward curve, but I can go like this and boom, like that, mm-hmm. you know, when the time comes. And uh, so far, it's all been working. And uh, I've been very, very happy with with the decisions I made those uh, years ago. Well, I've watched you over the years that I've known you, and uh, you haven't slowed down a bit. You've you've kind of ramped it up, which kind of is is really cool. And uh, you and I have had these conversations many, many times, and we both agree that uh, stewardship if you will, of, of this yeah. thing we call the physical body and our life, emotionally, physically, spiritually, is good. Yeah. Um, from your experience and your observation, um, and again, I want to make sure we're putting this in the right parameters, yeah. you know, your view uh, or opinion or observation about America's health status right now is, is what? what? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I think it's really pathetic, you know, as, as a whole. Uh, and I think there's several reasons for that. I, I think, number one, most Americans, uh, uh, and, and I say people in general, I don't want to pick on America but some countries do a better job than America. Uh, but, but many Americans, you know, they're, they're not long-term oriented. Uh, they're immediate gratification oriented. 
and of course commercials you know you know and, and everything advertising you know tries to bring that out of people and because of that we we go for what pleases us now without thinking of the consequences of down the road and i think this is true morally but i think it's also true with our health and nutrition and so i think it begins with a person beginning to see long term um, you know stephen covey in his great book seven habits of highly effective people uh, he talked about this as one of the seven habits. And he said, great leaders and achievers have end in mind thinking. Mm -hmm. They go to the end and decide, how do I want this to end? And they work their way backwards. And I think that's one thing that's going to separate uh, people that are more healthy from people less healthy uh, are, are those that can think about, this is the journey I want to go. And they're not just thinking mm -hmm. about, oh, there's the chocolate ice cream and, or whatever yeah. it might be. And I'm not picking on ice cream, but yeah. But, but but whatever it might be that's a temptation and constantly yielding to it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I think that's that's one of it. I think another is that um, Americans and, and, and again, people elsewhere, but largely in America, are, uh, make emotional-based decisions a lot mm -hmm. of times. Uh, we're either going to make our decisions based upon our emotions, our mind, or our spirit. Mm -hmm. And emotions are the lowest level. Uh, emotions are short-range decisions. Uh, you make emotional decisions. I can change how you feel about something in 30 or 60 seconds and your decision be absolutely the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important uh, that we also recognize that we start thinking out our, our game plan and, and submitting that to God and asking God to reveal to us, you know, his plan for our life nutritionally as well as other ways areas. Well, you describe, you know, your health journey. You've been doing this for a while. Um, Talk about what you do on a daily basis. You know, what's your kind of pattern and your disciplines that you use? And and, and maybe what would be um, uh, tips that you would say for someone that's sitting here right now and saying, man, I was right where you were at that car dealership. I, yeah. I'm working uh, overtime. I'm doing everything for the, the dollar to whatever. Uh, can you address both of those things? Oh, that is, that, that is an excellent question. Uh you know, I, I say it goes back to the decision I made when I sold the dealership. I said in everything that I decide from this point on with my occupation and with my family, I'm going to make lifestyle at the forefront. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, any decision I make, I consider, does this go along with the lifestyle that I want to have or does it take away from that lifestyle? And so I'm always thinking in terms of, of lifestyle. I think uh, that's been a, a key part of it for me. Uh, but my own, my own routine is, uh, and I think if you want to find out how to be successful in any arena, uh, hang around people that are successful in those arenas, uh, and you don't have to be with them a long time. But when you're with them, try and find out how they think and what are their habit patterns. Uh, you know, in my speaking, I've been able to be around some of the greatest leaders in the world. Uh, one day I had lunch with Margaret Thatcher, former prime minister of England. And that night I had dinner with Gorbachev from Russia. And But when I'm with these people, I'm always asking them questions. And I have pieces of paper. I write down their answers. You know, sometimes they intimidate them a little bit. But, but I want to learn, you know, what is making them successful? What what are their, you know, the key elements of their, their life? And it comes down to every one of them. It's a habit patterns. Mm -hmm. They've got certain habit patterns that are individualistic. Those habit patterns they develop, they work for them. Donald Trump has totally different habit patterns than Ronald Reagan had, or you know, or somebody else, my Jimmy Carter had. But each one found out what habit patterns work for them, and they begin to use those habit patterns. So, back to your question, um, mm -hmm. 
I, I make it a point, number one, to try and get rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that uh, fatigue is a destroyer of not just physically, but I believe emotionally and of relationships. Mm. Uh, one of my early mentors uh, told me one day, he said, Bob, I've discovered something. He said that tired people lean towards problems. Rested people lean towards answers. Ooh, say that one more time. I want you to, ladies and gentlemen, write that down. That's important yep. because sleep and rest is not a waste of time, contrary to what you might hear. Right. He, he said, tired. He said, I've, I've, this is a, a nationally famous million you know, seller book person. I mean, this, and, and so I'm listening to him. He said, I've observed that tired people lean towards problems. Rested people lean towards answers. Mm, it's good. And so I've discovered that when I rejuvenate my body, it's not wasted time. That, that it means that when I'm awake, I'm more productive. When I'm awake, I'm easier to get along with. When I'm awake, I'm, I'm, I'm more positive. I have more energy. I have the ability to, to thrust into whatever I'm doing because I have that energy and reserves. I'm, I'm not living my life I'm running on empty, mm-hmm. that, that I'm keeping myself physically refreshed so that I can draw on that. Um, during during the, our meetings, when we do events and stuff, I try to always get a nap. It doesn't have to be a long one. I found even a short one could just rejuvenate me enable me to bounce back. So number one, I really watch my energy level. Mm-hmm. I take I take inventory every day of have I depleted more energy than I've taken in? And if I felt it's been a depleting day, then I try the next day to catch up. Uh, I try to avoid all night flights because they say mm-hmm. your immune system can drop 50% after a long all night flight. I find things that drain me and I try to avoid those. And I find things that add to me and I do those. So mm-hmm. that's number one. Uh, number two, I, I try my best to eliminate stress. Mm. Um, stress, uh, uh, particularly when you have it within you, it is it can be a killer. And, and there's we don't have to accept it. I mean, there's a certain amount of stress we have to deal with. And I recognize that as part of success, as part of life. But we can find ways to minimize it, avoid conflict, uh, avoid certain situations, avoid certain people. Uh, uh, delegate the stress to somebody else. And it might turn you take care of it or somebody else, but I'm not going to handle it. Uh, so I, I, a second part is I, I've really tried to reduce stress. Uh, number three, I, I take supplements every day. Uh, you've helped me with that. And, and, and it's really helped make a difference. Uh, but I've been doing that for 30 some odd years. And uh, you really helped me fine tune on that. But I think that's part of it. Because as I get older, my body is producing less. That's just a part of aging. So if I can supplement what's what it's being depleted, then I can keep that energy level going and I can actually extend my life because of it. Um, so that's part of my habit pattern. Uh, another part, uh, and this would be, this is my personal belief system, but um, I, I start my day with praise and worship. Um, the, the, the Bible said, you know, talks about this and uh, it said, how, how you begin something, you know, and it, it makes all the difference in the world. And so uh, it says, enter your gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And so before I get out of bed in the morning, you know, I'll just lay my head in the pillow and I'll just begin to praise and thank God. Thank God that I'm alive another day. Thank God for health. Uh, thank God for my family. Uh, thank God that, I, that I'm involved in something that's making a difference in people's lives. I'm not asking for things. I, I, I wake up and want to start my day with gratefulness. I want to start my day with Thanksgiving. 
And, and I think that's a key part of my mm-hmm. life. And then probably the last, last one is I have a regular exercise program. Uh, we live in the Palm Springs area of Southern California now, and uh, uh, many of the homes have golf cart garages, but particularly my development because we live at La Quinta Country Club. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't play golf. <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> I should take off now, but but I, I don't. But So I converted my, my uh, golf cart garage into an exercise fitness room. And I have a bicycle there. I have a rowing machine. I have weights. And I find out if I make it easy to do rather than have to go somewhere, for me, it was easier to be a habit pattern. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, I'll either ride the bike uh, and or do the weight machine and uh, do the rowing machine or I or go swimming in the pool. I do 30, 40 laps a day when I do swimming. And that's kind of my exercise routine. So that's kind of my, my habit pattern uh, that I brought into my life that has given me vibrancy and vitality. It's good because all of those habits that you described and, and I can vouch for you, I, I know you do this, and I can tell you folks, he does model this very, very well. And he, he even took notes the first time we met. <laughs> it was like freaking me out just a little bit, right? <laughs> but the bottom line is all of those activities you named, they fill you up. They they give. They don't take away. And I think that fits that funnel you were talking about and those things that don't provide a drain, but they provide an infusion of that empowerment. Um and Bob, you know, along the lines, and again, this is our belief patterns are are are, are like, but right. along the lines of this concept of faith and God and all this stuff, how important does that concept relate to this idea of walking in optimal health or function? Well, you know, I, I I wish I could say that spiritually oriented people are healthier, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't observed that. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, it just just look at raw statistics. Uh, yeah. uh, it says that some of the least healthy states uh, in America are in the South, and yet they're the, the considered the Bible Belt of America. Mm-hmm. And so it seems to be there's a, a separation many times between spiritual growth and people taking care of their physical bodies. And I'm not sure what causes that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's they think that God's going to intervene and make up for what they don't do. Uh, uh, or if they just don't have that orientation, whatever it is. But uh, unfortunately, I don't see a, a relationship health-wise between somebody being strong Christian or strong spiritually yep. and, and and being healthy. And, and, and it should be. I mean, the Christians should be the healthiest because we should be the ones that are praying and releasing our stress <laughs> and releasing a lot of the negatives and not walking around with unforgiveness. Uh, yet when you look at it statistically, that's not the case. I agree with you, and, and totally, it's statistics, um, observationally and empirically, they don't lie. They tell the truth, and I, I don't have the answer to either, but I, too, have observed that same phenomenon, and, and I think we gotta, we got to dive into that more, but when we're talking about the concept of leadership, leadership is the ability to influence a group of people or yeah. the opportunity. It doesn't mean you're going to influence them good or bad, but when you talk about leadership, which you exhibit that, how important is this concept of health physically, emotionally, and spiritually just as one, as one? How important is that in that exhibition and communication of leadership? Well, number one, uh, you know, leadership and the ability to influence is greatly reduced after you die. 
<laughs> there are exceptions to that. You know, Martin Luther King, he because of what he was involved in and because of yeah. his message and his dream, he still influences people. But but most most people, you know, their influence with their family and with others diminishes at death and some very rapidly. As, as, so the longer I live, the greater influence I'm going to have. Uh, plus, I got this concept years ago. And I saw this in other people that many times their most fruitful years were their latter years because they spent all these years getting knowledge and wisdom and relationships. And then some of them, they were cut off and they, they, and they took all of that to the grave with them. But if they could have lived another five or 10 or 15 years, you know, my, my dad had his first heart attack, I think it was at age 56 and died at 62. And so his influence, a great, great leader, but it was over to a large degree, except for the people he'd imparted into their lives. And I, and I just said, you know, if, if I can extend my life, I extend my leadership potential. Uh, but not just a matter of hanging on, it's a matter of also hanging on healthy. And I think that's a mindset that people need to get. And that's one thing I love about you two is you what you're doing you're a ministry and you're ministering to people in the arena of health and you're enabling them not just to have greater vitality but also longevity uh, we've had some of our partners that have heard you speak at our events and it's just amazing the change in their lives health wise i think one of them lost like 40 pounds in 90 days uh, you know and another one uh, blood pressure just nosedive he was taking all these pills and all this medicine um uh, I just was with my daughter-in-law uh, last week up in Washington, and she's been to multiple doctors that haven't been able to help her with a very severe medical condition. They end up taking her life. And she said since she's got with around you two that it's made such a difference. And so I, I just want to say I, I compliment you on what you're doing and the importance of what you're doing. Uh, because you're you're extending people's lives and you're giving them vitality. They make a difference and enjoy their kids and their grandkids to a longer time. They're going to be, in, be able to be involved in weddings and, and bar mitzvahs and other things that they otherwise would miss because they've made some healthy decisions. Well, I appreciate that. And, and certainly um, I'm very honored that you would say that. It's, it's we're all doing our part, yeah. our part to give people the best quality of life. And you mentioned something earlier. Is this living like a rectangle? Instead yeah, of living yeah. like a wave, you yeah. know, that last few years can't be the worst. It's got to be the best. And and I hope and pray that our lives are like rectangles, that yes. we're going high and then it drops off, that the death process is very short. You know, and, that's, the way my, that's the way my mother was, Doc. Yeah. You know, you know, the opposite of my dad, my mother died at the age of 93. Wow. Uh, up to six weeks before her death, she was swimming 30 laps three times a week in the pool, and she drove around Laguna Beach in a convertible. Uh, <laughs> so that, that to me, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the desire that we all need to have. And if you had to, um, and it is, this is a speculative, um, hypothesis-oriented question, but if you had to, to say what would be, the missing thing that changes our thinking to would that would transition us to that type of thinking to think like your mom did to think like you're thinking what is what are we missing if if you had to sort of sum that, summarize that well i think we touched on it earlier i think well, number one it's end in mind thinking 
you know, uh, how do I want to end? Uh, I agree. There's no guarantees to anything, but we're, we're trying to increase the probabilities. Uh, and I think that's what we're talking about. But if we have end in mind thinking and then we get a game plan, not as, it can't just be, I want to be this way and we dream about it, but we're willing to pay a price. There's a price to pay to have good health, but there's a price to pay to have bad health. There well, is. Frankly, a higher price. Yeah, a higher <laughs> price. Frank, frankly, I've seen the people with the bad health and I'd rather be the price, you know, uh, uh, what I have to do to have the good health. You know, I, some days I don't feel like getting on that bicycle and, you know, I don't feel like doing no. some of these other things. But but the opposite is far worse, and mm-hmm. so I'm 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 motivated by by that. And I I think that's that's a key part of it. Uh, a key part of my life, and it, and it applies to every area of my life, not just health, is I, I've become a defensive thinker. I think defense. You know, uh, I, I I we don't give enough credit to defensive thinking. Uh, uh, one of the most famous football players of all times made a statement years ago. He said. Offense will sell the tickets, mm. but it's defense that's going to win the game. And, and that is so true. I, I read this just recently of the first 211 NFL playoff games. 195 of the first 211 playoffs games were won by the team that was the best defense. Wow. See, we all talk about the quarterbacks. We all talk about the passes, but it's the defense that's going to win the game. And so I think a vital part of anyone's life that's listening in any arena is start thinking defense. Think defense with your health. Think defense, you know, uh, in every area of your life. I think defense as I drive. I think defense, it, is, it applies to any area of my life. Uh, and I think as we do that, health comes along with that and, and it'll really help us to think in a healthy arena. Well, it's funny you say that because we, we, we all understand the idea of defensive driving being um, healthy or more no. likely with probabilities to keep us safe as opposed to offensive draft. We know speed yeah. and living like a hell at this pace is going to, is going to kill us. So we don't want to live offensively. We want to live defensively. So that's a, that's a good word. Now, Bob, you're a, you're a busy guy. Um, yeah. I've been around you a lot and you've always got all this stuff going. I'm like, what and how does this guy do this? What can you kind of two part question? Number one, What's the secret to keep you um, impassioned or going forward? And number two, what are you working on now? What's new for you? Well, I, I think a real turning point in my life was back to the dealership. Uh, and, and I hate to keep talking about it because it was years ago, but I had so many turning points that took place there. So you got to mm-hmm. go back to the roots of where it all came from. Uh, and uh, I, up to that time, was focused on a success, making a name for myself, building up my, my finances, you know, uh, having a television program and all the things that I was involved in. Uh, and I came to the realization that, that, that that's, there's no satisfaction really in that. Uh, you hit a goal, but then what do you do after you hit the goal? Well, you make another goal. Well, then after right. you hit that one, what do you do? Uh, and if I would change my focus on what was in it for me to what's in it for others, and change the purpose of my life on building up myself and my own kingdom to helping others build up theirs. Mm. It would give me a, a sense of satisfaction. It would give me a purpose. It would give me a peace. It would give me a reason to wake up every morning. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, you know, actually people say, how do you get that? You just make a decision. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to live my life thinking and living for myself. 
I'm going to start focusing on others. And how can I be a blessing? And then you deliberately every day start trying to find ways that you can be a blessing by words of encouragement, by Mm -hmm. maybe give an extra tip, by being sensitive to somebody when they need to hear and being a listener instead of a talker, whatever it might be. But you live every day looking for opportunities to make a difference and to be a blessing. And that's what fuels me. That's the reason why I'm still going strong. I, you know, I don't ever plan to retire because every day I'm awake, I'm making a difference in other people's lives. And that gives me a sense of purpose, of meaning. It makes life exciting for me. I can't wait to wake up the next morning and find out what's, what we're going to be able to do this day. And so I think if somebody would get that focus, if they don't already have it or intensify that focus, it's a passion that will last versus a passion based upon self that won't last. It will diminish. But when you focus on others, it is it, a passion that lasts and it gives your life an excitement that's just beyond measure. Mm, that's really good. So, uh, you know, I guess I, you know, I heard you say this. I'm just summing it up. It's when you live a life with the intent to make a difference in someone else's life, you're truly living life. You really are. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not alive and healthy. I'm yeah. vibrant. I'm happy. I, I'm just, every day is exciting for me. I, I feel useful. Uh, but yeah. that comes from the passion that I carry on being focused on others and, and trying to be a blessing in the lives of other people. Do you find that passion is contagious? Absolutely. That's one of the things I... I try to do in our events, uh, you know, it's, it's strange, but uh, somebody once asked me, you know, why do you MC the events and you're the speaker? Wouldn't it be easier to have somebody MC and you just were the speaker? And I said, no, quite the opposite. I said, I would rather, if I had to give up one, give up speaking and be the MC. Yeah. Because as the MC, I'm there constantly between the speakers and whatever. And I can take that spirit that I have, the thinking that I have, the passion that I have, and I can interject it throughout the entire event all day long rather than one or two slots. Um, and so I, I just think that way. You know, it, it's, it's part of my subconscious. It started with deliberate actions that I had to think about. But over a period of time through repetition, it became not something I did. It became what I was. And, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not a person that gives. I'm a giver. It's a characteristic of Bob Harrison. Uh, and the same with, with being a blessing to others. Uh, I don't have to think about it anymore. It just comes out of me. I, I'm always trying to connect people. Well, I know this person that could do this, and this person could do this, and maybe they could help you because I'm just trying to find any way I can to build and help other people. It's fascinating you say it because from a, um, a physiological clinical standpoint, it is well known and documented that if you make a specific intentional decision to do habits over and over again consciously, yeah. eventually it transitions over into your subconscious yeah. and it becomes concrete there and then it becomes automatic without yeah. thinking about it. So that's what you're talking about, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, changing your operating system mm-hmm. or taking some of the things that maybe you're consciously doing now and increasing them to the point through repetition that you no longer have to think about it. Now they become part of your operating system and it's just who you are and it's just what you are. And, and mm. that's when your life takes on a whole different dimension. That's so good. And, and Bob, I, you know, I've got the um, distinct honor and privilege, and it's it's been some of the uh, highlights of my life to um, get the opportunity to be a part of your life and a part of those events and that you have, the increase events. Um, for those of you who don't know, instead of hearing it from me, um, 
why should people become a part of the increase events? Uh, the increase events are, are unlike anything I know that's in the marketplace. Uh, when I had the, the dealership and I was struggling to try and find answers on how to be more successful. How do I balance my financial success with my family and my children? How do I not sacrifice marriage and family and health in order to have success? How do I grow spiritually in the midst of all of this? And it was very difficult for me to find answers to that that was geared for leaders and achievers. And so as I started doing seminars and teaching, I just said, well, if you can't find it, create it. So. 39 years ago, now we started doing uh, these events, started with about 40 people and brought them over to Hawaii and started bringing speakers from different you know, uh, areas uh, uh, of expertise. And the thing has taken off. And it's unlike anything that's out there. I, I, you know, I'm not doing a commercial because we sell out. Uh, yeah. but, but I want to get more of the right people there. And, um, and maybe you're one of those right people. Uh, mm-hmm. What makes right. it different? What makes it different? We do four to seven speakers a day. So you're going to get, you're going to hear somebody that's going to speak into your life. But not only that, we're done at one o'clock. So we're not keep burying you in a ballroom in Hawaii. (laughs) You you get to enjoy the Hawaiian Islands. You can go to the beach and go to the pool. You get to fellowship with other leaders. We bring in a cross section of speakers such as, you know, uh, from the health arena, from the uh, tax arena, you know, from from uh, uh, marriage relationship arena. And so they speak to different areas of, of our lives. Uh, but the real strength of it, I believe more than anything else, is the attendees. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest collection of achievers that I know. Uh, and they've been coming for years and they keep coming back because they're getting something there and they're meeting people there. Uh, we almost call it like it's an increased reunion. <laughs> Yeah. And so if people are interested in getting information on it, uh, it's going to be in Hawaii, the Hills and Waikoloa uh, Resort uh, next March. And they can go to our website, uh, increase.org, our website, increase.org, or you can go to our, uh, download our phone app, uh, which is Increase Events. And it'll give you all the information. By the way, one advantage of the phone app, if you want to download it, uh, if you're spiritually oriented, uh, we have uh, taken 50 of my favorite increase verses, and that's a that's a place where you can go and you can read those verses throughout the day or first thing in the morning uh, to start your day off. And so you just go to the app store and uh, put in increase events and you can get that. Uh, but uh, if you're a leader achiever and you want to go to the next level or you want to meet other people that can really help you and, and have a relationship with you, I encourage you to uh, get information on the Hawaii event. Download the app. I just yeah. pulled it up. The increased scriptures, the number one scripture, get this, it was mentioned earlier, it's in the Bible, Psalm 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Yep. That's really cool. And that's what you do every morning, first thing. It sure is. You know, and down down a few verses is, is my life's theme verse, which is Psalms 115, 14. And it says, the Lord will increase you more and more, you and your children. And mm-hmm. to me, that sums up what it's all about. You know, it's, it's number one, increasing more and more. Uh, and it's not just about me. It's about me and my children and not just my physical children, but the children that I birth through what I teach and who I pray for and who I interact with. And then the Lord. It's all centered around God and God's power and God's anointing in our life. Mm-hmm. And, 
Uh, I think that's to me, that's the packages of my life is, is summed up in that verse. Well, and now you understand why they call him Dr. Increase. I didn't notice I didn't ask you how you got that name. I did that intentionally because I wanted people to feel and understand in their heart how that ministry is oozing from that concept of increase. It's not just about money. It's about increasing every part of your life, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and growing to become a legacy that is doing something different on this earth. You know, Bob, there's a lot of people. Go ahead. And let me just piggyback with that if it's okay. I, mm-hmm. Sometimes when you hear somebody speak and you don't know their history, you say, well, they don't know what I've been through. And and I, I want you to know, you know, uh, uh, a few years ago, I was in the hospital room mm-hmm. and I saw my wife die. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've, I've had to deal with some real battles. Uh, and And it's one of the reasons I believe so strongly what you and Michelle are doing also. Uh, because when they first diagnosed her, they measured her immune system, her T-cells, and she was in the bottom 5% of the population uh, because she hadn't been thinking nutritionally and, and health-wise like I had in, in doing a program. And it's made me more passionate to believe in what you two are doing and uh, encourage others to do it. Uh, you know, I, I've had the bank come in and freeze my checking account one day when Chrysler was going through a horrible thing. And you got like $100,000 of checks outstanding. And they're not going to honor them. And you got to walk through those things. I've been through some valleys. But what I'm talking about is this lifestyle will give you stability. It will give you the bounce back to be able to not only survive out of those things, but to flourish out of them and then make them a foundation for your future that will actually make you more effective. And, and so I just really encourage the people, number one, to get a hold of your guys' program. But number two, really take health seriously. And, and when you do that, the, the rewards are going to be significant and tremendous. It is worth whatever price you have to pay. Oh, that's some strong words. And I, I thank you enough for sharing part of your life that not everybody knows. You know, you, you didn't have this silver spoon, if you will. You, you, you walk through these battles and these trials, and, it, and certainly our trials can make us uh, and shape us and form us into who we are right. today. Um, there's people out there right now that are, are hearing perhaps you for the very first time. Um, there's a lot that are hearing for you for the multiple time, mm-hmm. but they're out there right now and they're listening intently. You got something encouraging to say to them right now. What is it? Whatever you're facing right now. And I know we're going through a difficult season in this country and literally around the world. As long as you are stronger on the inside than the forces are on the outside, you will not be defeated. And so I would say to you, do whatever it takes to stay strong on the inside. Through quoting scripture, through prayer, through having the right relationships, through minimizing maybe how much news you watch and how much negativity you allow to come into your life. But think of yourself that every day is an opportunity to make yourself stronger on the inside than the outside. And if you do this, it will not only enable you to survive, it will enable you to be a blessing in the lives of others. But beyond that, recognize we serve a God, a God that cares about us, a God that hears our voice. And we can call him. He gave us his phone number, Jeremiah 33.3. Call on me and I will answer. And we can call on him, and he's there for us, and he will help us. And whatever you're going through today, you're not going through it alone. 
There's people that will help you, but more than that, God is there to help you. And he can help you survive and flourish and live the life that you want to live. Wow. I think those words right there, and I encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to listen to this broadcast over and over and over again. Let it sink into your heart, your mind, your spirit, and let it create a crop of, of good habits, good behaviors, good beliefs, good affirmations, and model what Dr. Increase has shared with us today. Bob, thank you from the bottom of my heart for um, being a part of this broadcast. It, it means a lot, and um, thank you for being a part of um, our lives, and thank you for being my friend. And thank you, too, for your lives and the difference you're making in so many people. And just so excited about your movies and all the different things that you're doing. Uh, you're really impacting this generation. It's an honor to be your friend and uh, honor to have you be a part of our events. Well, it means a lot. And folks, I just really uh, want you again and encourage you to listen to this over and over again. This is a, a powerful, powerful segment. And as we always say, remember to subscribe. You know, and, and Bob's going to, we're going to share the links to all his events in the feed below here. So all the information with the lovers, you can catch up in case you missed anything. Uh, but subscribe to what's coming next, who's coming next. Um, like this, we've had some powerful speakers come on here and there's going to be more to come. Um, I look forward to seeing you uh, next podcast, of course. And remember, don't let those uh, things that are stealing your health bog you down. Discover them, make changes, and have your best health forever. I'm Dr. Mark, and I'll see you next time on Healthcare's Missing Link.